0: You know, every year, around this time, or the week of, the last week of Advent, the priests, uh, uh, we priests have a kind of deliberation, a difficult deliberation. Dare we use the genealogy of of St. Matthew? if you if you think, if you're worried that the homily is going to put people to sleep, then don't start with that one. So I was earlier today, as I was kind of finalizing my thoughts, I was like, dare I, dare I. But why not? Why not look to our past? Though they may be names on a script to us, they are stories. Each one of those lives, whether how accurate or inaccurate that list may be, maybe there's a few that are missing from that list, but they are stories. Lives that have been touched. Grace that has impacted those lives. When we look to the, one of the greatest celebrations in our faith, the season, of, the event of the, the Nativity, the time of the new beginning we've all been looking for. A new beginning which will yield nothing but new beginnings thereafter. We must look to the stories. I know that you know, when we look to, when we hear from the prophet Isaiah, you know, he speaks of a great message, a great joy that must be spoken unyieldingly, without hesitation. I will not be silent for Jerusalem's sake, he says. And as we look to um, the witness of St. Paul and the In the reading uh, to the Acts of the the Apostles, we see a very helpful synopsis of just what that faith contains. This is the God, he said, who set free the people of Israel, guided them by Moses. This is the God who promised us a kingdom that would be a light to the world. A kingdom uh, given to us with a king after God's own heart, the kingdom of David. And this is, this, is the man, this is the God who completes that promise by giving us a kingdom that will not end in the coming of our Savior, the God-man himself. It's a good synopsis. It's a good summarization of what we hold most dear to us. But we require something more than just a simplification of our faith. Revelation is not an explanation. The revelation of God's love is an experience. Nay, a litany of experiences. All of which have been touched by the love of God and first, first-hand experiences. In other words, you know, as the, some theologians say, you know, what makes revelation so potent to us is the kind of perspectivism that we all get the many like the like the diamond that we yeah, that we see that is beautiful not only because of its purity but also because of the many dimensions in which you perceive that beauty we must encounter god 's rev- revealing love in the same way through a multiplicity of perspectives I remember as a as a boy reading the a uh, beautiful uh, literary book called *Old School*, in which these um, these boys, these, uh, um, these all, this all boys school, this uh, um, this boarding school, you know, prided itself on the publication of the best essays possible, and whoever won in, in a particular semester was granted was granted, you know, not an audience, but you know, a, a day, a day to spend with a famous author of their time. And towards uh, there's this this uh, curmudgeon of a of a dean of men that always had to deal with these you know, mischievous boys and you know helped keep the house in shape and everything and and he always had a bit of a kind of kind of an attitude about all the essays that were published year in and year out but for the main character he comes up comes up to this main character and escorts him to the to the headmaster's office personally. And it shocks the boy. Dean, why, why, are you, why are you so captivated by what I wrote? You don't care about essays. You don't care about the, these kinds of papers. He says, you're right. I don't. Essays, dissertations, books, they will fade away, but stories will last forever as we listen to these many names and we look to the culmination of those names, the, the characters of Joseph and Mary herself, we must see that these are stories that we belong to. It's not a happy tale that we, we dream of or, or gives us a kind of measure of nostalgia year after year, although, thanks be to God, we have that. But this is our story. And when you become united to that story, that drama, the story continues in your life. The gift of the Christ child is not a figment of history that you know, appeared once 2,000 years ago, but is your story. And every year we have an opportunity to represent that drama, that beautiful drama with a newness beyond measure. That's the grace of Christmas. That's the joy we carry, even in pitiful times, suffering times like these. Our happiness, or rather, our comforts, can be surrendered; they can be sacrificed. But our joy of of being partaking in this one story can never be taken away, and it can never, like Isaiah the prophet said, we should never. Be silent about it. As we move forward and we seek, we ask our Lord for the joy of the newness, newness that comes to us and our Savior, the Christ child. Let us pray that we demonstrate it. We don't tell people, but show them. Give them perspective of this story through firsthand experiences which your life brings. May our patroness, our Blessed Mother, and St. Joseph, who, thanks be to God, has been committed to the patronage of this year, guide us and encourage us in that direction. Thanks be to God.